Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Chilly Wednesday. What's up, everybody? Mark Airman, the gang, with you till 8 in the p.m., keeping you informed and entertained on your ride home. Plus, you get those traffic updates every six minutes. Sounds like a bear out there. Uh, so we're going to we'll, we'll keep you up to date. We'll keep you posted. We'll let you know. We'll let you know what's going on on the roads. This is, I'm very excited about this show. This is a big show. Not only is it I'm excited it's my last Wednesday show before vacation, but it's two of my favorite things we're going to have on the show tonight. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review and... Let's play oh, Millennial yeah. Match Game. Oh, yeah. Everybody's favorite couple in Midtown Atlanta, Jared and Christina, join us for Millennial Match Game. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing great. Good to be on with you, man. Hey, Norm- Mark. Normally, How are you? I'm, I'm great, uh, T. Uh, normally, you'll FaceTime me during this so I can see your reactions. You want to do that while we're setting yeah. this thing up? Yeah, let's do that. All right, yeah. Jared, uh, while she's FaceTiming me, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about uh, this famous couple of Jared and Christina? Hey, listen, we've been dating for five years, loving living in Midtown. And fun fact, uh, Tina used to work for WSB way yes. back in the day. Yeah, That's she right. is She is the voice of the star of the show you hear every night on the Mark Aram Show. Five years. Holy smokes. I know. Crazy, I right? I know. Bless your heart, Tina. Long. Bless your heart, Tina. That's all I got to say. <laughs> And, and you, Jared, bless your heart, too. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, thank you. I love both of you guys. All right, let's meet our contestants on the phone. Rama joins us in Marietta. Rama, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. So, my name is Rama, and uh, I am actually originally from India, just like uh, Sanjay. Just like little and Sanjay. I- yeah, and I've been in Atlanta for 21 years. Excellent. All right, Rama, thanks for joining us. You're going to be playing Frank in Atlanta Frank, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Hi, Mark. I'm Frank, uh, a native Atlantan of 63 years Hot with day. a beautiful wife, three beautiful children, and three beautiful grandchildren. Wow. All right. Rama and Frank, uh, tonight's Millennial Match Game is Christmas songs. Christmas songs, as always, brought to you by our pals at Rocco's European Garage. So here's the example. I'm going to play a Christmas song, uh, Deborah. right? And then the millennials have to guess the name of the song or who sings it. What are we I, doing? I think the artist, but I mean, that's up to you. All right, right? Let's do, we'll do the artist. We'll do the artist. So here, so Rama and Frank, you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether or not the millennial will know. Uh, this one's an example. This one doesn't count. This is just for uh, blanks and giggles. Uh, we'll start with Christina. Christina, who's the artist that th- sings this Christmas song? Okay. Who is it? It's Mariah Carey, It is baby. Mariah Carey. All right, easy. Very simple game, guys. Very simple. All right, we'll start with you, Rama. Will the millennials, again, you get two millennials now, so two for the price of one. Will the millennials know who sings this famous Christmas song? Out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. 
Now, I don't know if this song was popular in India back in the uh, 60s, but it certainly was here in the United States, Rama. What do you think? Will the millennials know who sings that Christmas song? Uh, I think no. Yeah, I think no as well. Uh, Christina, I can see by your face. You don't know. What about Jared? Jared, do you have any guess? I on? wish we were guessing the name of the song because I've got it. It's you, Run well, Run Rudolph. It is Run Run Rudolph. I'll play a little more. Okay. Not of all the rangers, you know you're the mastermind. His cousin's name was Marvin. I'll give you that hint. Run Run Rudolph. Oh my it on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, that's a, you don't say the S word on on radio, Christina. Oh man. Oh, Jared, I have no idea. Any Maybe guesses, guess guys? Frank Lewis. Frank Lewis is a great guess. Uh, that is Marvin Berry's cousin, Chuck Berry. Just oh, insulted oh, the entire Chuck rock and roll world. Yes, Chuck Berry. All right, Rama, good job. You get the point when in doubt the millennials don't know. All right, here we go, uh, Frank. Will the millennials know who sings this amazing Christmas song? It's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. So famous, so good, such a classic. What do you think, Frank? Will the millennials know who sings that song? I believe they'll know that one. You say yes or no, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, you, I you believe they'll know. All right, I believe you're wrong. Who sings that song, millennials? I honestly have no idea. Jared, I'm looking at you. It's bad because in my head, I'm immediately going Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, but that's it's not it. Go with your gut, Jared. Go with your gut. Fine, I'll go with Frank. Why not? No, it's Andy Williams. It is oh, Andy, God. not even close to Frank, Frank Sinatra. Very dis disparate lives, For those sure, two yeah. ran. All right, end of perennial match game, uh, end of round one. What's the score, Deborah Green? Rama one, Frank zero. The Millennial Match Game continues, brought to you by Rocco's European Garage Christmas Song Edition of Millennial Match Game. Jared Yamamoto from the Von Hessler Doctrine and his uh, beloved girlfriend of five long years, Christina. Uh, all right, here we go, Rama. Will the Millennials know who sings this famous Christmas song? It was December 24th when Holland Sabbath the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog, oh my God, a ill what do you think, Rama? Uh, no way. No way, he says. Ooh, no old school hip hop references for the millennials. I did not teach you well, millennials. Uh, who sings that Christmas Trusting song? Tina on this one. She, I, she, she oh her eyes, her no, eyes lit I'm, up a little bit. I am lost. Christmas um, in Hollis was the name of the song. Okay, it's not like MC Hammer. Like who? I don't know. Like who would be like hip and rapping? MC Hammer. No, uh, that is Run DMC. Oh, Run. I got the MC. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool is right. All right. Good job, Rama. Awesome. They did not know. Frank, you're up. Uh, <laughs> will the millennials know who sings this really famous Christmas song? Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. One of the most underrated Christmas songs, and that's coming from a Jewish guy. I like this song a lot. How can you not rock around to the Christmas tree on this? All right, Frank, what do you think? Will the millennials know who sings that song? I'm going to have to say yes again. All right, a lot of faith in the millennials. Christina Jared, who sings Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? Short story involved in this. Tina will be singing this in the Von Hessler Doctrine 2020 Christmas special. It's none other than Brenda Lee. That is Brenda Lee. Good job. All right, Frank, you got that yes. one. I didn't think they would yes. get that one. All right, here we go. Arama, will the millennials know who sings this Christmas song? Once bitter and twice shy, I keep 
Hi, Rama. This is probably one of the most overrated Christmas songs, which means they might know it. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to give you any hints, but I I think they might know a crappy Christmas song like that one. Okay, I think I will take your hint and go with uh, yes. Yes, the millennials know the crappy Christmas song. Who sings that? Uh, Last Christmas was the name of that song. Who sings it, guys? One of my true favorites. It's Wham. Wow. <laughs> How did I know you know the crappy song? That really is a bad song, right? That's not a good Christmas song. All right, no offense if to the Wham fans out there. All right, Frank, uh, you're up, buddy. Oh, this is an interesting one. I, do, I have no idea which way to go on this one, so I'm going to have to leave it up to you. Will the millennials know who sings this really famous Christmas song? Come, they told me, To be nice, I'll give the millennials credit if they know either of the two singers on this one, Frank. So before you guess, there you go. All right, Frank, what do you think? Will the millennials know either of the singers of that duet? I'm going to say no on that one. All right. Uh, it's a tough one. Two classic, uh, two different generations of singers, millennials. Uh, little drummer boy, peace on earth. Name one of the singers for credit. One of them was uh, like a like a, a famous talk show host, right? And, and that's, I, I, we've done that version before on the Von Hessler Doctrine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I, Eric's going to kill me. Oh, oh yeah, He no. really is because it's. Yeah. Um, let's, I'm going to go through some famous talk show hosts for you. Ready? Merv Griffin. Johnny Carson, um, David Letterman, Jay Leno. It's got to be Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson! What the <laughs> hell? No, no, not even close, guys. Oh. Bing Crosby and David Bowie. It was Bing? It sounded like Bing. Not Chandler oh. Bing. Bing Crosby. All right, good job, Frank. They did not know that one. And, uh, yeah, I think... I think EVH is going to be mad at you. All yes. right, uh, Rama, here we go. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. I'm not sure what the millennials will do on this one. The name of the song is Do They Know It's Christmas, Rama. What do you think? Will the millennials know? Uh, I think Jared may probably know. You think Jared knows? All right, Jared, uh, I'd be surprised if you did, but who sings that Christmas song? Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, Rama, man, I'm, I'm leaning on Tina, no. I have no idea, so go ahead, Tina. I just know the, it's Christmas. I can sing it. I have uh, lyrics. Yeah. So again, uh, um, I have no... Band-Aid. Band aid. Pretty much Band-Aid. any artist in the 80s. Yeah, like, it was, they got together, they sang, you know, like, Farm Aid. That Chuck was involved in. No, they're they're giving me blanks. All right, end of round two of Millennial Match Game. What is the score, Deborah Green? Round with three, Frank, two. Well, we got a nail-biter. We'll come back. Millennial Match Game coming straight back after this with uh, beloved Jared and Christina. It's the Mark Aram Show, Christmas time on 95.5 WSB. Final round of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. Christmas song editions with Jared and Christina. What is the score and who is up, Deborah Green? All right, Rama's got three, Frank with two, and Frank is up. Frank, here we go. Will the Millennials know who sings this classic Christmas song?
chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Little Longoria nipping at, nipping at your nose. One of the greatest of all time, Frank. Will the millennials know who sings this song? I would say yes. All right, let's hope so. Fingers crossed, millennials. Who sings this amazing Christmas song? Let's go with Dean Martin, yeah? That's not yeah. a bad guess, but that is not the correct guess. It is! No, that's this is Nat King Cole. You, you ever heard of Nat King Cole? Yes. Okay, good. All right. That's okay. In the Millennial Match game, what is the final score, Deborah Green? Uh, that comes up to three for Rama and two for Frank. Don't worry. We got prizes for both of you guys. So Rama and Frank hang on the line. Deborah Green, what did they win? You got a four-pack of tickets. Go check out Callaway Gardens Fantasy in Lights now through January 4th. Great job, as always. Jared, go ahead and uh, promote the Von Hessler Christmas show one more time, buddy. It's going to air uh, Friday, December 18th from uh, 9 to noon. It's going to be great. And I want those pri- that prize pack, too. That sounds awesome. Yeah, if we have too. an extra, we'll, we'll put you out. I'm going to let you. You know what? Just email uh, LowTChuck at WSB radio.com we'll come right back after news weather and traffic this is the mark aram show this is former governor of texas rick perry and you're listening to the mark aram show 639 21 in front of seven o'clock mark aram and the bananas at your beck and call till eight in the p.m Christmas time here on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Johnny Cabas is going to join us in one hour, the faster do. Never make assumptions. I just relearned a, a, a valuable lesson about six minutes ago, Deborah Green. So I went to the break room to uh, heat up some some food. And the guys in there, um, the cleaning crew is, I guess they're waxing, wax the polishing. Floor. like yeah. So they've got... Like everything's out, everything's out, and they've got like you can't walk in there. They've got the, taped off. Yeah, like police tape. Like don't walk in here. Like sometimes you can just like if they're just mopping. You yeah, can, you can sneak in. So I was like, ah, can't do my food. And then Chuck comes out, and I made the assumption that the cleaning guy didn't speak English. And I, I don't know why you guys ex- ex- assume I, that. Well, I uh, maybe I mean it didn't really factor in my my thinking until I so Chuck goes, what the hell happened? I go, oh, <laughs> Jay Black. Uh, took a dump in the middle of the break room. <laughs> and the cleaning guy starts laughing. He busted a guy. Apparently he knows Jay Black. Yeah. Uh, he, he he thought that was a funny, yeah. funny comment. But it reminds me of the the first time I learned that lesson. This was this was horrible. So back when the Braves used to be on WSB Radio, I would do the pregame and postgame show. And one of the best perks of that every year was I'd get to go down to Brave Spring Training every year and cover the Braves and do shows. Not, it was amazing. Like paid vacation and they put you up in the hotel where the Braves players stayed. It was phenomenal. It was one of the highlights of my career. That and walk, working with Longoria. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. The two top highlights of my career. <laughs> yeah, sure. But this, whatever year this was, I don't know, maybe 2002, 2003, there was a kid uh, pitching prospect for the Braves that came out of nowhere. Like, no one really knew of this guy, and he was just dominating spring training. And his name was Horacio Ramirez. So I'm like... Um, our sports director at times like, hey, go interview Horacio Ramirez. He's the he's the big deal in the camp, blah, blah, blah. So I go to the Braves locker room, and I go up to Horacio Ramirez, Longoria, and I'm like, I hold him my press pass. I'm like, uh, I'm from the radio station. Can I, <laughs> can I interview? Uh, like that 
Yeah. And he goes, uh, dude, I'm from California, man. <laughs> and I was like, we, he laughed about it, though. Like, So I just, like, that was the first yeah. time. Like, never assume anything, no. you know. I, I, I mean, Deborah, as, as, as you're looking at me like. Just, sometimes I do that to white people. Yeah. Like, when they come up to me and assume I can't speak English, yeah. I deliberately, like, speak really slow yes. to them to make them feel bad. <laughs> this was really bad. Yeah. But, but, I mean, well, yeah, there's no excuse. But it was a life lesson learned that I had learned up until six minutes Six ago, minutes ago. Yeah. i mean it didn't it didn't occur to me that he wouldn't know what i was saying it was a joke for chuck right yeah but the course. fact that he laughed louder than he chuck did, i mean did i chuckled that yeah. guy like doubled over yeah. laughing <laughs> he, he knows jay black because that's a pretty good visual of jay black <laughs> going hurry hurry poopies in the in, in the, the break anyway i just wanted to pass that i mean i felt so bad but he horacio <laughs> was very cool about it he's like you're not the first one it's like, yeah, I'm from yeah, California. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like his name was Speaking Joe Lopez. Like right. You know, right, it was like, right. we didn't even know how to pronounce his first name, to and be honest. And he still pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, that was Both. the way he told us to. It's, well, it's Horacio, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, well, he's from California, so it's Horacio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was like just... Like, oh, I felt so bad. Felt so bad. I can tell you that all the cleaning staff understand English. They just don't want to talk to you. Understood. Because oh, you assume yeah, that they don't. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I they, they can understand everything you're saying. We have an yeah. understanding. Yeah. Like, I try out my Spanish on them, yeah, and they laugh at me. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they love that. I've got a couple of phrases down. Like, I, I'm I'm not, obviously, I'm not fluent. But, but like, I, if, if, so, if they ask me how I'm doing, I've got, like, six stock answers. There you go. Yeah, you know, I'm hungry. I'm tired. Uh, you know, like... So like we we I understand that yeah, it's I, I don't I mean I I, I think they enjoy our giving cakes. <laughs> you know, I will say that they do appreciate at least the effort. You yeah, know, if you're trying, it's, yeah, it's when some other people like ask me, "Can you translate for them?" Then they get angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that happened to me. This was not what I wanted to talk about today <laughs> at all. I got re- Deborah has some really good stories to talk about, but they were uh, they were inspecting my roof the other day. Um, it, so it's in my HOA. It wasn't. It wasn't my buddies at Doctor Roof. It was the HOA that that was doing it, and uh, I made the I made the assumption that was I, well. I didn't. I asked him in in Spanish if he spoke English, and he says Paquito. Sure. So I wanted to know if he could check the the roof part around my chimney while he was up there. He was doing something else, and that I have no Spanish knowledge. You know, chimney roof. I don't know anything. You could say chimney. They would know what they were talking. So about. So I did, yeah. and I was like, I was like, Mira. Chimney, and he's like, "Okay, gringo." <laughs> probably didn't even. He didn't call it. you gringo, though. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, no. I was no. Say, he'd probably call you Guero. He wasn't yeah. going to call you gringo. <laughs> but, yeah. but I, is that the proper way to do it? Like, do you ask them in Spanish if they speak in? What, like, I don't want to them. Well, I'm, <laughs> Spanish speaking, like possible Spanish speaking people. Sure, you could ask somebody. Do you understand English? Right? In English or Spanish, or yeah. what's preferred? I mean. I mean if you don't know enough Spanish, you could yeah. probably just say, "Do you understand do you speak, English?" Yeah, yeah. Do you, you know, speak, okay. and they'll they'll tell you. And, and if they don't want to, they won't speak to you. But yeah, I All do right. that. So there you go. Don't make assumptions <laughs> about folks. them. Hey, yeah, and Horacio, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on the show to relive that memory. It was my most embarrassing sure, moment as, as a broadcaster. I'm with the radio. I think I even threw an accent. Radio. radio. Like, you try to roll your R's. Yeah, radio. <laughs> El Radio. Oh, you're embarrassing. Uh, I am embarrassing. All right, we'll come back. There are a bunch of good stories we'll talk about next. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. 6.53.7 in front of 7 o'clock. If you're looking for a uh, last-minute gift idea for Christmas for a fan of The Mark Aram Show, I have a limited number of Mark Aram Show t-shirts available for purchase up on eBay right now. This is these are the first edition ones. So these are the blue ones, the first ones we ever made. 
And uh, if you want to buy them, they're not, it's just buy it now. You don't have to bid on them. Just search Mark Aram on eBay. And uh, Chuck's shaking his head. You going to sell yours now? Is that what you're going to do? No, I was just yawning. I was oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't even know we had a second edition. I didn't either. Well, we're go- they're going to be well, a second. I'm working on it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's next oh, 2021. Okay. Well, no, he, he was talking about it like we've already <laughs> yeah, should have seen them. Sorry. I, I, no, this is like, so. This was the first it. ever ones made. So there'll right. be collectors' items, obviously. Obviously, and then yeah. Deborah's working on the <laughs> be second. Museums. Exactly. These days. Exactly. So just search Mark Aram on eBay. Uh, Don's up on the program. What's going on, Don? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Excellent Great show. Um, I just want to correct you a little bit on your Spanish. Okay, please. I know that one of your favorite words is cojones. Cojones. Yes. But I just want to mention that uh, to the majority of the Latin community, that's a very um, heavy word. In other words, uh, not offensive or anything like that, but uh, it's it's a word that you don't particularly want to use it. Now, are you talking about cascojones, the word I invented? Because I say yes. that more, cascojones. Is that a, that's not a real world word, though, right? Right, that yeah. is correct. All right, so I'm okay using cascojones instead of the other one. Right, All that right. is correct, yes. All right, keep me on my path, Longoria. Hey, Don, Merry All Christmas, right. brother. <laughs> no, no, you ready? Feliz yes, Navidad. You. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad y próspero año nuevo. Have a prosperous new year. Aw, right? Happy no? new year. All right, happy new there year. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Monty is in Ackworth. Monty, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, uh, great show as always. Thanks, buddy. This is a uh, kind of a language thing and a Christmas thing, if we could put it all together. It was uh, 1969, and I had uh, just gotten out of the Navy, and I had uh, gotten into with my old college roommate a nightclub in Auburn, Alabama, okay? So we were going to open this up with a big name act, and we've got the Drifters. Are, are you Ooh, familiar with yeah, the Drifters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's big. All right. Well, they got there about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and we made a pretty good little pizza there. <laughs> so I'm talking with Bill Pinckney, and even back in 1969, he was the only living member of the original Drifters. Wow. Okay. Okay. He he was the bass singer on the White Christmas, the one who went, do, 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 you know, that yeah. guy. All right. So this little guy comes up to me, and he he wanted a pizza. So I said, sure. So we provided it, you know, free of charge and everything. And I asked Bill, I said, is that one of your one of your equipment handlers? He said, oh, no, I saw a lead singer. Oh, wow. Really? I'm serious. I go into a panic mode because we were we were trying to get this club out really rolling, which we did. But anyway... That guy sang like a bird. He, he sounded just like Clyde McFadder, who so, was the, so he had a, but on just, the original in case, in case folks missed the, the point of that story, the lead singer had a stutter, and you you didn't think he was the lead singer, obviously. Oh, right. I, yeah. I, I thought he carried you know the instruments and yeah. stuff like that. But anyway, they were such a big hit. We had them back 13 more times, and we became really good friends over the years. People don't realize this, but Bill Pinckney, was, uh, hey, uh, Monty, hang on the line. Chuck wants to hear the rest of that story. Uh, we got a break for news, weather, and traffic. I'm out of time. Here's what I need to talk about. Uh, I need I need some help. I need someone that is uh, an expert or very knowledgeable about commercial real estate to call right now. All right? Not residential, Longoria. I need a commercial real estate expert 
to call the show right now. I'll let you plug your, your outfit, too, so you'll get a little something out of this. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Mark Aram Show continues after this on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. To rock the night away. to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang here tonight, Deborah Green produces the show Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the window. Low T. Chuck screens them calls. Coming up in 30 minutes, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Uh, so I've got Knox on the line, who's uh, uh, into commercial real estate, Chuck. It says real estate litigator. Is that? That's the closest you got. Okay. All right. So Knox, hang on the line. I, I want to set this story up. Um, th- this is bad news. For for anyone that knows the show, you know how much I love food and how much I love going out to restaurants. And the pandemic has just flattened, crushed the restaurant industry. Deborah found a story in the last three months, 10,000 uh, restaurants in America have closed. In the, just the last three months. It's it's just decimated the industry. It's awful. I hate it. Um, I'm, I'm a restaurant guy. I waited tables in college. I love going out to eat. It's my favorite. It's my vice. Um, Chuck's vice is or hobby is hunting. Deborah is... Going to concerts. Going to concerts. Longoria is eating healthy. Like, we all have our... <laughs> We all have our it's vices. My new vice, yes. It's his new vice. <laughs> I miss going out to restaurants. Now I've been doing what I can, picking up food and and you know doing the Uber Eats thing, but it's not enough to save these restaurants. It's bad. It's 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 really bad. But I I, I had an epiphany today because the vaccine is 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 here, right? We're starting to get the doses delivered, and I truly believe that um, we will not have a pandemic toward the back half of 2021. I think enough people are going to get the vaccines. I think we're going to, you know, I think people will be smarter about masks. I really think that there is some light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine here. And I do think that things will get back to normal eventually and hopefully sooner rather than later. And my theory is, yes, it's horrible that all of these restaurants are closing now. Some of our favorites have have locked their doors and that's it. But my theory is that after the pandemic... The uh, the business real estate, the commercial real estate business with all these empty restaurants now will be slashing rents to try to get tenants into their uh, buildings. Right. And that will be a great opportunity for a resurgence of new restaurants or returning restaurants. Right. Longoria, you always wanted to open up that enchilada restaurant. Sure. Yeah. Maybe post pandemic, the rents will be slashed in half mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll make financial sense. Like, oh, now I can afford the rent. For Longoria's Enchilada Castle, or whatever you're going to call it, I don't know. <laughs> so I just want to know if, if I'm if I'm reading the situation right. Knox, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, you're in the real estate biz. My my question is specifically to commercial real estate, because of all the foreclosures, because of all the businesses going out. Do you think there will be a time post pandemic 
where rents are low enough that we see a resurgence of new restaurants coming back? Yeah, Mark. I, I mean, I, I think rents are going to be very tenant favorable, um, you know, post-pandemic. And I think landlords are going to want to make deals to allow, uh, you know, they, they don't want empty spaces. Um, so there's, there's going to be deals to be had if you're, if you're a tenant, you know, once we emerge on the other side of the pandemic. So I'm, I'm not shooting this out of left field. Like there is some validity to what I'm thinking. Like once, once the vaccine arrives and we start getting back to normal, the people that own these commercial buildings, they, they're going to want, they want people to be paying rent and, and they're going to be, you know, it's it's uh, the capitalist system. You know, they they will lower the rents. You know, what used to be uh, a ten thousand dollar a month spot might be seven thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're the landlord, you got to have cash flow. You got to pay the, you know, landlords like everybody else. They got to pay their mortgage, yeah. and the way you do that is by having tenants in there paying rent. All right, so I feel better now. What what's your background, Knox? So I know that. Yeah, so 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 I'm a lawyer at Arnold Golden Gregory here in Atlanta, and I do um, I represent a lot of commercial landlords, a lot of commercial tenants, uh, especially in the real estate space. Um, so uh, that's that's what I do. As as the restaurants close and businesses closing, the landlords must be just taking it in the gut, right? They are, but I mean, they're you know, it's. I think this is a situation where everybody's got to work together. You know, landlords have been um, good about giving rent relief. Generally speaking, they're not necessarily giving away free rent, uh, but they're deferring it, and, and for the most part, they're working with their tenants to you know to try and achieve an outcome where where everybody can survive this uh, pandemic together. You know, failure by tenants is is no good for landlords either yeah indeed all right so i i think if you longoria um, i might be making that up the uh, longoria's enchilada uh castle <laughs> i don't know why i call it a castle i don't know why you call it a castle uh either. but maybe you know maybe in 2021 yeah. the back half you and i can go into business together sure yeah yeah if you were to open a hey knox give your uh give your outfit one more shout out brother yeah, I'm with Arnold Golden Gregory here, and we're down in Atlantic Station. I love it. Arnold Golden. Uh, any of the restaurants at Atlantic Station shut down? I've been working from home for most of the oh. time. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but no, they're, I mean, you know, they're like everybody else. Some are open, some are closed, and some are open for takeout only. Yeah, I've been to that Target like twice a week during the pandemic to look for baseball cards, but I haven't gone. To, you know what? <laughs> I've been to getting the – there's the Poke restaurant in Atlantic Station that I've been ordering from. Do you ever had poke? No, I've not. Don't even know what that yeah. is. It's uh, it's it's you wouldn't like it. Uh either of you or probably, Deborah. Probably it, not. It's like an Asian rice it, bowl yeah. with like uh diced fish, raw yeah. fish on top. You already got me with yeah. the diced fish. Yeah, it's delicious and kind of healthy. Uh but the 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 Killwinds, I think, closed the candy store in a Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, I love that place. I know. That's that the best place. It, I was that place excited is... to take Ella there. Yeah. She gets a little uh, maybe it's, a, it's just like temporary because I think that's a chain. Yeah. So I think they'll come back. Okay. But uh, that's, if you like sweet treats, that's a good place to go. All right. Uh, top Google searches of 2020. Uh, this, is, this is interesting. Deborah pulled this story up. You know, obviously, more people have been on, at home on the computers, like Knox there working from home all year. What do you think the top Google search was in 2020, Longoria? Mm, coronavirus. Coronavirus. That is uh, both number four and five. Coronavirus update is number four. Coronavirus symptoms is number five. Oh, okay. Low T Chuck, number one Google search in 2020. Oh, coronavirus is number two, by the way. I'm sorry. The reg oh. regular coronavirus is number mm. two. Coronavirus updates number four. Coronavirus symptoms number five. What do you think number one is, Chuck? I think he's on the phone. No, he's just not turning his mic. Oh, it's good. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, it's got to be something Trump. 
election results, number one. Yeah. The number one good. That, and that's just in the last month. Yeah, that's weird. You would think that it would be the other thing. Well, people are a little wrapped up in this right now. Yeah. The people Uh, that lost. uh, (laughs) Kobe Bryant, the number three search thing on Google. I remember when that happened. Maya and I were taking it. That happened in, when did that happen? That would have been January. January. So it was pre-pandemic. Because they had the big memorial before everything shut down. Yeah, because Maya and I were in a uh, cooking class at uh, the Phipps Mall. Uh, which is really fun. We were doing those before the pandemic, and they, the, those have stopped. And I looked at my phone, and I was like, "No, no way, Kobe Bryant died." But yeah, that's so yeah, that's that that's crazy. the number three. The rest of the top ten. Zoom is number six. Number seven. Who is winning the election? Number eight. Nava Rivera. Naya Rivera. What the Naya, hell? Is that? She's an actress that she drowned, and it oh. was kind of a, she's like in Glee and stuff like that. Selena. Not that. Good. How did Selena die? Car crash she, or something? She was murdered. She, she was murdered. Did you not watch the amazing show on Netflix? She got shot in the back. No, I heard you guys talking about it. Who shot her? Her manager. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not played by Edward James Olmos. That was her well, dad. Unfortunately, she looked not. like her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was really ugly. So, Naya, oh, Naya Rivera. Uh, number nine, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. That was sad. And number 10, again, this is another one PlayStation 5. <laughs> again, just came out. Just came <laughs> out. So, that's how wow. many. Uh, as far as news headlines, most Google news headlines, number 10, Australia fires, number nine, murder hornet, number eight, stock market, number seven, Super Tuesday, number six, Hurricane Laura, number five, Iran, number four, unemployment, number three, stimulus checks, number two, coronavirus, and the number one Google news search in 2020, Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. No, just kidding. Election results, number one. What's going on, Russ? How are you, buddy? Hey, hey, I'm great. Um, you like that uh, picture I sent? Oh, my God, I didn't send that to you guys. So Russ sent me a picture of how old were you there, Russ, like eight or nine? Well, that's the thing. I, I noticed this last night. I looked at it again, and at the bottom of the picture, it says 1968 Cincinnati. So I would have been eight years old. I'm texting this to so – so it's a picture of Russ and your two siblings, right? Yes. And it's you're sitting on Santa's lap, 1968. Um, and, and, well, I'm standing up. Yeah. I'm standing up behind him. And I think my brother is sitting on his lap. He's yeah. six years younger than me. What a great. So we were talking about dude, getting pictures with Santa. Russ's parents had the foresight back in 68 be like, Russ is going to go off the rails someday. Let's get a picture of him <laughs> being really cute with Santa. So we'll have this memories. Uh, but that's that's a great picture, Russ. What great memories you have there. Yeah, thanks. Well, I remember I told you uh, I had my first girlfriend when I was eight years old. In Cincinnati, Jewish girl. In Cincinnati. Yeah, I remember I was thinking about this today because we used to walk uh, home from school together, and there was a bridge we went over. And I wouldn't go over the bridge. There was this pipe next to it. And I would walk on that pipe, and she would scream, you're going to die, you know. I was, you know, showing off, and I do that, but, hey, I never fell. There you go. There you go. Uh, Russ, what else you got cooking? We haven't had an update on your dating life in a while, Russ. What's going on? Are you, are you out of luck with the yeah, ladies? Yeah, that's what I'm looking up online. I'm looking up <laughs> single women that tested, tested negative. Hey, lady! For what, though? <laughs> For the corona? Not corona? <laughs> uh, Karen, you got Karen, you got Corrali. What's going on? We Are you just in a dry spell? 
Yeah, pretty much. I'm not going out right now during this thing. That's and smart. I want to be the first one to take that. I'll take that vaccine right now. Yeah, I, I heard, I think Chris Chandler knew say 94 people uh, a minute or an hour are dying in the United States from coronavirus. I think, is it 94 a minute? Can it be that high? No, no, no. No, no 94 an hour? Yeah, it's probably an hour. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's insane, so man. Bad. we got to get our hands wrapped around this. So, you, so Russ... If that will change your mind to any of the anti-vaxxers out there, Russ is going to get that vaccine. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people saying they won't take it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'm going to get it, too. And I'm not going to judge, folks, if, if you get it or not. I think you should, but I'm not going to judge you if you're not. But if it makes, makes any difference for you, as soon as I can get it, I'm getting it. I, I want to be immune from this thing. I don't want to deal with it. And most importantly, I don't want to get my, my family sick, my friends sick, my loved ones sick. Skinny Longoria cannot handle the COVID now. My new body can't handle it. He could handle it back in January. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. When he gave it to us all, but now not. Russ, uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. We'll come back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Uh, Show of hands, who here has been to the White House? You've been to the White House, Longoria? Debra's, you've been what? What? When did this happen? Uh, it was a trip we took in junior high. We oh, got nice. To do, like this, uh, learn about the government. Went to Washington D.C. And you t- took the White House tour. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Longoria, same deal. Uh, yeah, I went to go see the inauguration of Clinton, the first one, with our school. Wow. It was like a trip, and they planned it, and we went out there and did all the. You weren't one of the the lucky people that uh, they did the the citizenship swearing in. <laughs> no, that wasn't no, you? no, no, no. So no. Chuck, you've never been. Even with all no, your been connections? D- I've been to D.C. Everywhere in D.C. I've never been to the White yeah, House. Yeah, me neither. Um, I've been to D. We went on a school thing uh, in high school, mm-hmm. but never. We went to a bunch of stuff, but not the White House. Uh, the reason I bring this up, the uh, the First Lady, Melania Trump, has, I guess, completed the White House Tennis Pavilion. Um, I, I guess it's just tennis courts. Like, that's the thing that should Probably. Be, yeah, so I'm assuming she's playing and not uh, the president, right? I mean, he's a yeah, golfer. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's a golfer, you know, not... Not that he, but that he's out of shape. Yeah, no, that that he he whatever golf playing yeah. tennis. Uh, so Deborah found some interesting things that folks have done adjustments to the White House have done in the history of the White House. Uh, the Rose Garden was first uh, introduced by Ellen Wilson, uh, the wife of President Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, wife of President John F. Kennedy, created her own garden uh, named after her on the South Lawn. Uh, Michelle Obama created a vegetable garden. No shock in there. Much like Longoria, growing those peppers and the peas. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt had, uh, he came up with the family, White House Family Theater, where first families and their guests hold movie nights. Nice. That is pretty cool. Good job, Teddy. Uh, Putting Green was installed by Dwight Eisenhower in 1954, an avid golfer. I didn't know you had just had carte blanche to redecorate this joint. Yeah. Uh, a bowling alley was a birthday present for Harry Truman built in 1947, but that is now the Situation Room. Uh-huh. So it went from bowling alley to Situation Room. <laughs> uh, Gerald Ford had an outdoor swimming pool installed outside the Oval Office, used to take daily swims. Nixon converted an indoor swimming pool that Franklin Roosevelt built into the White House press room. So FDR built an, ind- he built an indoor pool. Nixon... Made that the White House press room. So another see, bad thing Nixon did. So we see, <laughs> so you see Jim Acosta taking, you know, asking questions. There used to be a pool there. Uh, Bill Clinton. I didn't know this. This surprised me. Installed a quarter mile running track at the White House. Why? So he could exercise without <laughs> exactly. disrupting Washington traffic. 
Because remember, he used to go jogging all the time to McDonald's. He would jog to McDonald's. Gotta love that. Uh, And of course, now First Lady Melania Trump uh, has done the tennis pavilion at at the White House. So here's my question as we go to break. Uh, If you are president or First Lady, what would you add to the White House? What would you do? You, You can obviously you can do whatever the hell you want. People are putting in pools and tennis courts and whatever. What would you add to the White House? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your calls and Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. I got some really interesting food stories as well. Actually, Deborah got them. Uh, So we'll do that when we come back. 404-872-0750. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. Hey, this is Rosie Perez, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. First Lady Melania Trump has uh, finalized the White House Tennis Pavilion, which has been in the works since October of 2019. If you could add something to the White House, what would it be and why? 404-872-0751-800 WSB-TALK. I would add a batting cage. You know what a batting cage is, Deborah Green? Pretty sure I got it. Yeah, like a yeah. pitching machine, and yes. you go up there and you take swings. And mm-hmm. I'd, throw, I'd have a pitching, pitching mound there as well. That would be my addition. I'm assuming you would have like a workout room, a gym? Uh, yeah, gym would be fine, or yeah. a small concert stage. Oh, I like that. A small concert. So as president of the United States. I command you to come play. Yeah, yeah. like your favorite artist would yeah. come play. Chuck, shooting range, I'm assuming? Yeah, they'd never let it happen. But I'd absolutely <laughs> put it in cool. shooting range. Longoria, what would you add to the White House? Uh, Whataburger. <laughs> I would have that to would go be anywhere. awesome. Yeah. Uh, walking down the, the hall, there'd this be somebody uh, working there like all the yeah. time. Uh, this is President Longoria. Um, I, I don't know if they could do. A, well, I guess you're president. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. At the least, you can get a food truck in the yeah, yeah. in front you know of the how one of the fairly coveted positions is White House chef. Yeah, like you see those stories sure. and stuff, right? Could you imagine him? He just pulls in some guy from Whataburger yeah. that, like, yeah, some, that, you some know, eighteen year old. Him, yeah, exactly. Like he's the White House yeah, you're chef the White just because he can make Whataburger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, Chris joins us in Griffin. Chris, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Mark, I want to let you guys know first and foremost, this ain't the first time I've called in, and uh, happy Hanukkah to you. Thank you, happy brother. Merry Christmas to everybody else. I love the show. My mother, we she stays part of me time in Georgia, Florida, and we love, we love Mass Game Millennial. We just love it. Thank you, Chris. And I appreciate play, it, buddy. We play like you know, we're we're not against each other. We're we're playing against everybody. I understood. That's awesome. a great way to we do it. We love it. We love it. Do you do you, do you usually now, do better than the contestants? Well, actually, we lost a couple of times. Yeah, we actually did. <laughs> All right. I mean, I got to tell the truth, you know, but. Today we was uh, four three. Oh, all right, good job, good job. You would have won. Yeah, yeah. Me and my mother, we I mean because you know Christmas songs. You know, I I guessed uh, Bing Crosby. She she said Bob Hope. I said no, mom, that voice That's is big. too high. And, yeah. You know, but it was awesome. It <laughs> Great. was awesome, dude. I'm telling you, we listen to you guys all the time uh, for the White House thing. Um, what you call it? Took my took my thing about the gun range. That gun- gummit. I think you could. I mean, I would think you, if you're the president, uh, Chris and, and Chuck, you could you could get away with it, right? I mean, just you uh, have access I mean, maybe. to it. Maybe I don't know, man. It, would, it, it had to be indoor, of course. Yeah, you know, sure. we, we, It had to be a 22, 22 uh, range. Uh, what know? about like a? Vir- do they have uh, with you know this virtual reality? Do they have something like that for for shooting ranges where? You, I don't know. 
That'd be oh, interesting. I, I, don't know, I don't know, Chuck. Do they? Because I no, mean, they got I the golf of. thing is virtual reality. Yeah, that's right. You know, where you can yeah. practice golf. I mean, yeah. I, maybe I I'm no surprised. Idea. Well, I guess he's got access to enough clubs, but I'm surprised President Trump didn't throw a, a, a driving range out in the back of the lawn of the White House. Right? You ever see Top Golf? Just put a Top Golf out golf, the, right the, off the yeah, roof. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, Suzanne's in Conyers. Suzanne, what would you add to the White House? Hi, Mark. Um, I guess I would add a greenhouse. <laughs> oh, a greenhouse to to uh, grow illegal substances or or fruits and veggies. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? I, I do not have a green thumb. We should get Ashley Frask on from Green and Growing. What's the benefit of a greenhouse? It's just a nice little hobby to have, and it's nice to be able to go in the winter and and see some something blooming. Oh, so you, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So you could grow stuff in a greenhouse during the dead of winter, and it still grows and. Definitely. It would bring a little springtime in the winter when the snow's on the ground and everything's a frozen tundra. At least it would feel a little uh, better. I, I'll allow that, Suzanne. I'll let you have that greenhouse. 404-872-0750-1800-WSB-TALK. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Southie Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, oof, we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasi and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? Did you just call me Johnny Kilbasi like they do up in the north, Mark? <laughs> yes, I did. I, yeah, you know, depending on if you're north or south of the Mason-Dixon line, I'm either Johnny Kilbasa or Johnny Kilbasi. Kilbasi, so. sorry, I let my Yankee slip out there. What's going on, buddy? No problem, man. What a year it's been, Mark. I think we're just about wrapping it up here from... Vegetable-based burgers, the chicken wars, the ghost pepper donuts, the KFC chicken donut sandwiches, <laughs> and everything in between, Mark. I want to thank you for keeping me around these last 22 years, and uh, it's been an honor to entertain your audience with fast food analysis and mirth for everybody. Happy holidays to everybody, everybody. I, I, for a second, I thought you were resigning your post. You got me scared <laughs> no, for a second. It did sound like a resignation. Yeah. <laughs> But you're sticking around. You're re-upping for 2021. I will will definitely be here next year if you'll have me. Absolutely, Johnny. You're not going anywhere, buddy. (laughs) All right. So let's go grab a bag of Fritos and let's go down to the drive-in, Mark, because Sonic is welcoming back Fritos chili cheese wraps. Now, we've seen Fritos in different places in the fast food world. We've seen certain things like that over at Taco Bell where they try to do something with their burrito. But this this is no nonsense, Mark. When they say Fritos chili cheese wrap, it's Fritos chili and cheese. Nothing else. That's all you're going to get. And, they, and they're really thoughtful in this season because they're offering you two sizes, Mark. If you can't afford the $1.69 regular size chili cheese wrap, they're going to give you the junior version for 70 cents less coming in at 99 cents with a smaller wrap and a little less cheese and a little less chili and a little less Fritos. But I love Fritos. I love putting Fritos on sandwiches. I love putting Fritos in burritos. So they're saving me the problems and uh, just wrapping it all up and sending you down the road with a mouthful of Fritos. And, And you know what? It's just like brushing your breath, too, because everybody loves Fritos breath. I love that. I love that Fritos have have just become like a condiment now. Like people are like, oh, just yeah. throw some Fritos on there. Uh, mm. that's, good job on Fritos marketing department to make that happen. Because uh, who does it? <laughs> you know, Fritos adds adds deliciousness to anything you want to throw it in there. 
It adds brightness to the room anytime it's around. Little breaking news, Johnny Cabasa, uh, in the fast food world. This will not impact you, me, or where is Alex Williams. But for uh, Low T and Longoria, the price of the Happy Meal is being raised by McDonald's. Oh. What? Yes. Uh, I don't know how much. Do we know how much it's going to go up to there, It Deborah? is dependent on the franchise. All right. Uh, <laughs> do, you gir- do you girls get yes. uh, the Happy Meal? Yeah, they do. Are yeah. there any good toys in there anymore? What do we got in there? Uh, not, really. not really. No. Whenever one toy, they'll get one that they really I mean, like. Ch- everything's a choking hazard nowadays, Mark. <laughs> yeah, there are toys. <laughs> there are toys. What about your kids? The Jackson Abernathy, the third. Well, he's, he's a little young. He's, yeah. But Ella, Ella does, yeah. She absolutely. gets the Happy Meals? Mm-hmm. Of course. And what are the options on Happy Is it nuggets and a burger, or what, do you, what are the options for? Uh, yeah, it's nuggets and a burger, but you can get a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger's not technically on the menu, but you yeah. can get a cheeseburger. You just wave the manager yeah, over. Like, yeah. hey, I know Johnny Kilbasa. Oh, yeah, the, the Johnny Kilbasa yeah. two-finger. So that doesn't impact <laughs> you and I, Johnny Kilbasa, but for the, the parents out there, uh, the uh, the Happy Meal's going up in price. Johnny K, appreciate you as always, and? <laughs> if the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Kilbasa on Twitter. Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram and listen to the Sausage Hut podcast on any pod app or johnnycobasa.com. What's our schedule on Friday, Deborah Green? Do we have a regular we show? We have a normal show. Do you so Johnny, if 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 you don't you can you have the option to decline this invitation, but it's our last show of the year on Friday. I would love for you to come out and do a bonus fast food review and uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas on Friday. Can we do that? I will definitely be there, Mark. However, I cannot guarantee my sobriety. Fair, fair enough, Johnny. I think a, a drunk Johnny Kielbasa fast food will be uh, one for the ages. Uh, all, right. all things Kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. There you go. Yeah, Fridays are... So, Chuck, you've got a, uh, you've got some tabulation got it. to do. It's all done. For star of the show? Yeah. All right. It's all done. Oh, so, is, that, is that Friday? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next two days won't even matter? Today? Well, no, I'll add them, too. Okay, I'm just right. saying, I, I don't have You're to up go to date. through it. Yep, yep. Got you. All right. Uh, James is in Woodstock, Georgia. James, what would you add to the White House, buddy? Oh, um, hey, how's it going? Uh, I've actually been thinking this one through uh, for a while, actually. Uh, if I was president of the United States, I would probably add me a, a big old automotive shop. Oh, know? a garage. Uh, I don't, is there even yeah. a garage at the White House? Like, well, a, Where do they park the cars? A little and... two-car garage or something? <laughs> That's an interesting, yeah. Like, uh, you I bet need, it's like, underground. One of those hydraulic lifts? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I can work on like uh, some collector cars or whatever. You know, kind of help keep my sanity. I like that, especially if I'm a uh, president and as isolated as I'd be. Yeah, you go out into the garage and you you get your wrenches out. That's not a bad idea. I don't know. Imagine. <laughs> like someone just builds a two car garage onto it. Like you know, people do that. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. they add a garage yeah. to the house. And it they doesn't just, they couldn't match the and it doesn't siding. match yeah, anything. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be fantastic. Terry is in Dawsonville. Terry, welcome to the Mark Aram show. Hey Mark Aram. How's hey. it going, guys? What's going on, Terry? Been listening to you for many years and um until um uh, until social media come around. Uh, I always thought you was a bald-headed old man, but, but you're a good-looking guy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm balding. I'm trying to keep the hair I have, but uh, but thank you for that, Terry. I appreciate it. Oh, so that's it. why the hat. That's always a hat. Hey, uh, I've got a, I got an original one that you, you guys might get excited about this because you almost got excited about a garage, a dyno machine. What is that? All right, that's where they, they uh, strap down race cars onto uh, rollers. And they see how much horsepower they got, how much torque they got off when they start off the line. And what's it called? A dyno machine? 
It's a dyno machine. I never heard of that before. And it's for race cars. Yeah. Like I said, they'll get a they'll get a race car. Well, what I saw was uh, that got me real excited about it was I went to uh, NHRA uh, several years ago, and they had two motorcycles, two big Harley Hogs, strapped on a, a dyno machine side by side, and they would let people get on the on the. Uh, motorcycles and they would sit there and, and race like and there was a screen electronic screen on the uh on the thing right in front of them tv and they would sit there and race and it would show which one had better uh responses response time and all that cool as crap yeah because it was it was a thousand horsepower motorcycles that you actually get to sit on and and actually get to kind of like a mechanical bull for with a motorcycle it's so funny that he he mentioned that he thought i was a uh, old fat bald guy not to, he's not too far off I'm not that old but before i started working here i would listen to neil bortz and i thought he was like five foot three like i'm like oh that guy's just a little like a little little you know and he's like six four it was like 270 i thought he was like five three 120 so I get it. We have these mental pictures in yeah. our head of what oh, people yeah. sound like. Long, you have to change your mental picture of Longoria right now, because he's uh, he's dropping the weight like uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. he's got to buy new belts. I do. You look fantastic. Yeah, they're expensive. You look. They are expensive. You look fantastic. <laughs> All right, we're gonna finish up with your calls. DJ Vince, Ruthanna, Randy. Uh, we'll close out the Thursday show with you. What would you add to the White House next on the Mark Aram Show? On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show, one hour tomorrow, 6 to 7 to 4, uh, Bulldogs coverage. Real quick, uh, DJ's in Decatur where it's greater. DJ, you could add something to the White House. What are you going to add on to it? Uh, well, uh, I've, I've got two vices in my later years that I've really enjoyed. And I'm sorry, I'm just getting off work, so I don't know if these have been said already. But one would be a walk-in humidor. Ooh, cigar guy. I like that. Yeah, I, I own a cigar lounge, and I'd love to have a walk-in humidor and, you know, where I can just... What's the other I mean, vice? The other is I now fish. So a fishing pond, uh, <laughs> of course, you'd have to stock it. Nice. But, you know, you're, you're the president. You can't just go to the local, That's right. you know, riverbank. So, you you know, you can go out back and relax a little bit. But I did, I did chuckle when uh, you guys suggested... You know, that Trump would uh, put a golf course in the White House. He's way too smart a businessman to do to miss out on that kind of money. He's he's going to pub up his own, you know, his own yeah, his own ventures. Uh, yeah, uh, that's understood. D- DJ, appreciate the call, Randy. Real quick, what are you adding to the White House, Randy? Uh, fun fact: the bowling alley used to be a pistol range back in the day. No kidding. How about yes, that? Yes, I work at Sweet. I work in the White House Communications Agency for uh, President Reagan, and I, I learned that. What a but great I would experience! Put in an ar- it was an awesome experience. But I would put in like an arcade where you could play Miss mm. Pac Man or pinball or something like that. I, I'm I'm down with an arcade. I've been to an arcade. arcade. Or arcades have to be closed after the pandemic, right? No oh, one wants yeah. to touch the Pac Man machine after Longoria's kids touched it. Uh, <laughs> Vince is in College Park. Vince, real quick, what are you putting in the White House, buddy? I would put a brewery in there, and when I have my own presidential beer, home brew. Imagine nice. why that could sell. Oh, oh my God, low T President Low T Chucks. <laughs> uh, nice stout. Here's a you're a stout. Would yeah, be right. nice stout. Black and stout. tan. Uh, Ruth Anna's in Atlanta. Ruth Anna, real quick, what are you putting in the White House? Uh, 
Yes. I, when you listed all the things that the different presidents uh, put in, you didn't mention that Obama put in a basketball court. Oh, it was not on my list. I did not know that. I don't think it listed everything. Well, just okay, a just a couple of them. How about that? That And that was the most expensive improvement made in the history of the White House. He took out the indoor pool, I believe, and put in a basketball court. $6.9 billion over budget, Ruthanna. Yes. Yeah. Over budget. <laughs> Let's two-star the show. Uh, lovely calls tonight. Lovely and calls. now, are you guys ready for the Mark um, Aram star of the show? I don't know the stats of star of the show. I have no idea, so I'm just going to throw one to me, and hopefully that'll make a difference. <laughs> Mark Aram is star of the show today. Uh, I mean, you guys all did fantastically. And the cleaning God, guy. What are you doing? The cleaning <laughs> guy that laughed at my Jay Black joke gets uh, a star of the show. What do you mean, what am I doing? Do you know he the numbers? Exactly I don't, I don't, I don't know what the numbers, but by his little grin and laugh over here, you're you're winning. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.